Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now in the Cornwood Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to an edition of the Corner Booth Podcast. I am your host, Jared Clemons. I'm a psychic, Mr. Kev. We got a good show today. We got a lot of NFL news. Uh, players opting out. Players going the PUP list. Players getting dealt. Uh, didn't know it's not Jadavion Clowney. He's still free agent, and nobody. It, it, he's going to sign like literally, like I guarantee, you, like August first. Kevin, and, like it's going to be like the second week of training camp. And somebody, somebody's DN is going to get either COVID or like they're going to blow their knee out. Like they're going to have a knee injury or something like that, like a Dante Fowler situation. And they're like, oh, we need to pass rusher. Hey, Jadavion, you want to play for nine million? Watch him opt out. Nah, he wouldn't. He's not like he's from, he's he's from the south. Man, he don't give a crap. True. So um, yeah. So I guess let's start right now. We got a bit. So on Saturday, I am sitting back, relaxing, watching my Diamondbacks get their butt kicked in by the freaking Padres. Rough rough weekend for your boy. Um, and I get this notification. It's like from one of me and uh Kevin's friend Sawyer. Oh, Jamal Adams to the Seahawks for a bunch of picks. I'm like, that was that was me. Oh, you shared it. I thought Sawyer shared it. No, I did. Okay, so Kevin shared it, and I stand corrected right now. Uh, basically, I'm sitting there just in my chair, like, huh? I did not see Seattle coming with this. I mean, I think it's a great fit for their defense. I just, and I, I'm happy for Jamal. He's out of uh, New York, and I'm just. I mean, I'm ecstatic. He's not going to the Cowboys. That was the biggest thing to me. When I <laughs> all I cared all I cared about was he was not wearing navy and white. He's wearing navy and lime green, which is fine with me. But I guess my first takeaway is like Joe Douglas made away like a freaking bandit with this deal. Yes, it's, I, it's it's like a half yes. That's what I I'm gonna say. Like, I feel like this deal is a lot more equitable for both sides than people are saying. Yeah. A lot of people are saying that the Seahawks got screwed. No, they didn't. Yeah, they well, gave who, up two first-rounders yeah. and a third. Two first-rounders and a, and a third, yeah. Like, an average safety. I 
would say he's above average. He's a D, he's a good safety. Where would you rank him? Probably in the twenties. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm that's still, not above average. That's I'm average. talking out of the sixty safeties that start in the NFL. That's not terrible. Plus rotation guys. I, I'm saying this. McDougal's not terrible. No, he's not terrible. An average. He's a he's, serviceable he's, he's safety. He's good. Huh? He's 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 a solid safety. Like honestly, like he's in the same category. I put like. Marcus May or Rodney McLeod or like you know some of these guys who are like you know not they're not gonna or like Darnell Savage these guys are you know they're not gonna be like the Eddie Jacksons and the Derwin Jameses of the world but they're like they fill a void they're decent so in the secondary for Seattle last year honestly is what kept them alive on defense because their passers was god awful so I think they got the best if you look at it from this perspective Kevin it. It really is that who would they have drafted in the next two years that was as good as the Sean, as Jamal Adams? Who's going to make an immediate impact right away in the next two years? I think you sound like you're arguing that point to me when I'm I not, was getting there. No, 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 no. I'm just I'm, – I'm alluding to that. I know you're going to agree with me because you're a smart and intelligent human being. Yeah, because it's – they're going to be regardless of if they get Jamal Adams. Let's say Seattle keeps those picks. That's a mid to late round first. Mm-hmm. Or mid to late first. Yeah. The year after that, it's a mid to late first still. It's not going to really Im- – yeah, you can get good players at that point, but none of them are going to be one of the best safeties in the league. Who's 24 years old? I mean, also, yeah, I know. He's he's six months younger than me, so it's it's crazy to think about that. But um, also – any good at safety come out of Alabama this year, or am I uh, give me a down year for the, your defense? Like for college football, or like out of the draft? At, like coming into the draft next year, any good safeties coming out? Uh, not, no, no. Really good about the Alabama guys. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna have a good one, but I don't know if they're gonna be coming out of the draft. I'm not as up to date. All I know is that their punter is no longer on their depth chart. That's the last news I've seen. <laughs> that kid's having a rough day. Poor pun. Punters are humans too. It's so he lost his job like after week three this year, and I looked him up to kind of see if he transferred or something. And the second result, first result was I forget the kid's name, but the kid's name punter, and then the kid's name killer. Hunter killer? No, not punter. Just the kid's name killer. So I don't know. I clicked on that, and then no link still popped up with that word in it. It's all like, oh, did you mean this? Did you mean this? No, I meant this, and still none came up. Maybe Google's trying to tell us that he is the Zodiac Killer. Either that or um, Nick Saban excommunicated him from the world. Or that. That's always a possibility. Yeah, the dark magic of Saban. I mean, really to put a bow... On the whole um, Jamal Adams thing. Do you, Kev, you really wonder, though, with Seattle, like, what the hell they're doing? Because their biggest need was never really safety, because McDougal is still a B-minus safety. They have good corners. Their biggest needs were offensive, defensive line, and they didn't solve either of those. But yet, they tried two first-round picks that they could have used on that for Jamal Adams in a position they already were strong at. I, I, I admit, like, it's going to work, 
because Pete Carroll was a defensive backs coach. That's how he started his whole career. But at the same time, it's like, great, hey, you know, ignore these, like, problems here. Look at this shiny new sports car we just got. Who's going to deck a couple receivers and force a couple turnovers? Why did Seattle make back-to-back Super Bowls? Because they're secondary. Yeah, that's why. That's why they made this but move. they could run the football. They, they're running the football as, like, eh, now. Yeah, but, I mean, they predominantly made it because they're secondary, and now that they don't have Cam Chancellor or Earl Thomas, it's that's been lacking. Still the most shocking retirement of my lifetime, besides Andrew Luck, was Cam Chancellor. Yeah, I mean, th- that stuck. Gronk was kind of, not that surprising, actually. Gron- Gronk, I kind of, Gronk, I kept see- thinking he was going to retire for, like, three seasons in a row, so when he finally did, I was like, oh, it's about time, man. You can tell us for three years you're doing this. Um, I figured he was going to wait until Brady retired or something just to keep getting rings. Yeah, true. So I, I do see your point with the secondary, but the thing is, like, how much longer can Russell Wilson just keep playing escape artist? Until one pass rusher catches them the wrong way in the knee. I mean, you can get a decent uh, starting offensive line in the second round. I admit that. I just... I don't know if, like, with when I look at Seattle, I still think they're the second best team in that conference, even with Adams. With, in the division, even with Adams. I still take San Fran over them. Yes, San Fran has a, has a lesser advantage at uh, quarterback, but the rest of the team... Except for maybe secondary is just it, it just offensive defensive line linebackers because yes they have Bobby Wagner but then you throw Fred Warner and Quan Alexander over from San Fran it's just to me the Seattle Seahawks did not leapfrog the Niners here they no but it, this was also moved to hold off the Cardinals true yeah no because the, we all know the Rams are are uh, are treading water at this point and the Cardinals are that. Yeah, the Rams are drowning. Yeah, no, no. If we were, if if I was going to tell you, so shot in the dark, quickly, like fire off quick, what is the Rams record for you right now? I have seven and nine. Uh, six and ten. Five and eleven. I think McVay's not a moron, so they're going to get a couple wins that are not going to make sense. Like they're pro, like, like because right now this um. This uh, whole like no no preseason COVID thing is gonna really lean toward the teams that have a solid quarterback, coach, GM, like like receivers, running backs. You can interchange, but as long as you have the big three, coach, quarterback, offensive line that have all been there for the past couple of years, like the majority of them, you'll be fine. So the Rams have had that, so they're gonna sneak a couple wins against guys like Dallas, who have a new coach and a new center. And other in like teams like Arizona who are only into year two, it's it's gonna be weird because this season's gonna throw a monkey wrench into teams with who are like making new starts. Yeah, rookie rookies are screwed. I mean, yes, and I mean the Zoom meetings have definitely been like like I've been probably been helpful, but like until you get on the field, it's gonna be something completely different. Herbert's going to struggle a lot if he plays early. He's not going to. Anthony Lynn is, like, the the word is right now out of San Diego that Anthony Lynn is just, it's Tyrod's job to lose for this season because they don't, they want Herbert to dev. They know the same thing you and I know, that he needs a year to sit in the burner. Do you know the last team 
Tyrod Taylor played for? Cleveland Browns. Do you know what they said? What'd they say? This is Tyrod's job for this year. We're well, that's also, okay, I also want you to remind you the difference between the Cleveland Browns and the, and the Los Angeles Chargers. Not yes, much. I know not much, but one organization is at the top is like the Spanos family, maybe jackasses for moving the team out of San Diego, but they don't interfere. Jimmy Haslam has his hands dipped in everything the Browns do, and that is why they will never make the, win the Super Bowl until we're like at our grandkids' level. Because by then, Jimmy Haslam will be dead, and somebody else will own the team, and hopefully they won't run into the ground. It's the same thing with James Dolan. Like, it's it's the same kind of concept. Nah, I, I just don't think the Chargers is, are a great organization. I can see them trying to rush Herbert. I could see Herbert playing by week 10, 12, if they're not in playoff contention. I think they're going to be an 8-8 eight eight team this year because they have a great defense, but they their offense is like a step behind. I think not having Melvin Gordon is going to hurt them more than everyone thinks. And I think that... Yeah, Eckler's not a three-down back. Eckler is a one-down back. It's third down. Josh Johnson... Jo- what is Josh Johnson or Josh... What is his name? That doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. They're... They should... Yeah, the, the they're going to struggle. Yeah, like Allen and Williams are going to have great seasons. That defense is going to keep them in a lot of games. They're going to probably go 9-7. and seven. But... They're going to be the third place team in that division. Oakland will probably go like seven and nine or eight and eight in last place. The AFC West will probably be the best division of football this year because you're going to have Denver probably going ten and six, eleven and five. I love Drew Locke and I love those weapons. You know that. And then you have the defending Super Bowl champs and the newest owner, part owner of the Kansas City Royals, Mr. Patrick Mahomes. So uh, Kev, I got to give you knocks for that one because you called that one right off the bat. I'm so smart. I got he did it a little faster than I would have. I would have waited and got a majority ownership in a bigger team. But it makes sense. I mean, Kansas City already loves this guy for what he's done on the field. Become yeah. a minority owner of their baseball team. Like it like, makes perfect sense. I know people from Kansas and they love the Royals out there. No, the Royals are huge out in the Midwest. And thing is like now they've won the World Series, even if it was five years ago. Let's remember that's that's that team. That was, like, a fun team to watch with Moustakis and Hosmer and what was the rece- what was the pitcher who just passed away a few years ago in a car accident? What was his name? Guy threw absolute gas off the mound. What was his name? Uh, I don't remember. But you know what I'm talking about. I know Skaggs died last year, but it wasn't him. Skaggs was, was an OG. But that was I know what you're talking about. It was in, like, the Dominican when he died. Ventura. That was his last name. Yeah, I loved Ventura. Absolute missile launcher off Didn't the map. Did Cueto that year? No, that was the the Giants traded for Cueto and they still lost. They didn't make the past the first round. They had they traded for they had Shields that year. They had Shields. They had Johnny Cueto. Oh, they are you sure? I'm looking at it right now. Okay, they did have Johnny Cueto for I forgot. You know, I completely forgot he played for the Royals after that one half season. It's like CC for the Brewers in 08. Nobody really remembers it. Yeah, I mean, he went there for one year, got a ring. Hey, listen, man, good for him because he's playing for a garbage team. He signed a contract with a garbage team. He's never going to win a, a title again, so. I mean, Gabe Kapler may be the worst uh, 
manager of baseball, so. Probably. Yeah, I, I mean, I got, I, I got a lot of love for Mahomes. I, I love seeing – he's like – you can't hate Patrick Mahomes even if you are a fan of an opposing team because he's just so like – like what does he do that you hate, though, besides the fact he beats you? I hate his girlfriend. We, Pat, Kevin, let's be honest. We've all dated a girl or been friends with a girl like her. Yeah, bah, not really. I dated a girl like her. It, it's not fun. She's a screamer. I don't, I don't like that. Yeah, I never dated a screamer, but like it's that. I mean, listen, high school sweethearts, man. I'm not gonna knock it. It's whatever. I mean, no, it, like if he's happy, stay with her. I don't. I'm not telling him how to live his life. He's clearly made some better choices than me. But, uh, yeah, I she just annoys me, and so does his brother. I hate Jackson Mahomes no, more than I hate Patrick Mahomes. I fucking can't stand his brother. Oh my god, because you know, I mean, I'm you, know, I'm very active on TikTok. I, I'm on that all the time. And Kev, I can't believe you didn't react to the vi- the video of my wife recording me losing in Madden to you the other day. What time did you send that? Probably like min. I, I might have this morning actually. Nine thirty. Yeah, I I probably didn't watch it. Yeah. At nine back, I was doing other stuff. Yeah, I, I, you should watch it later. It's hysterical. Yeah, well. All right, so I sent it to you and Justin because, you know, I've lost to both of you, man. You've seen me lose my shit. Um, I don't know, like, with Mahomes, I, you can't, I mean, yeah, you can hate his girlfriend, you can hate his brother, but he's so likable, it almost makes it okay. His and I'm sure his girlfriend's, like, a nice person. I'm sure she's not just... I've seen her in interviews. She's actually really sweet. Like, like she's very... I guess she definitely fits the football wife role very well, but like her, his brother is a fucking. I also weird. don't like her because she complained that at Gillette Stadium fans were screaming at them and throwing stuff at them. She was in a box and then left in the third quarter. Yeah, I know that's no one had access to her. I know that that I saw a story. I'm, I started laughing a little bit. I'm like. <laughs> Like of all the things you want to say about the Patriots and their fans, like you're gonna lie, you're gonna make stuff up. I know it's Patriots fans. There's so many cheap pot shots you can take. The word, like, really, you're gonna say they throw stuff at you? You could have probably gotten another thing, right? Like they said racial slurs about your boyfriend, and that would have probably stuck harder. Like, come on, really? <laughs> yeah. At least that that would have been harder to disprove at the very yeah, least. Yeah, I know. It, it's it, with 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 like. You gotta know what the low hanging fruit is, man. Like seriously, you you take a pot shot like that, you gotta realize they're gonna probably try to prove you wrong. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Uh, some other NFL news. A uh, bunch of players opted out of the NFL season this year. Uh, of course, namely from my Philadelphia Eagles, Marquise Goodwin, uh, which is ironic. He's done a one year prove it deal. And um. Congratulations, Marquise. You got the shortest contract in OB history. So, uh, I mean, NFL I guess why he opted out, though. I, I do get it, too. And I understand why. It's just, it, it kind of sucks. It would be cool to see him play for us this year. It just sucks. COVID ruins everything. COVID is like that. I, I'm trying to think of an analogy for what they are, what COVID is. Because COVID has just basically ruined the year that had so much potential. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of players like um, Andre Smith for the Ravens opted out. Star Lutelli, Lotale. Tuolay. Tuolay, okay. Yeah, 
We've got all of those Polynesian names. Um, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif for Kansas City. Hightower and Chung are the big names for the Patriots, but and Marcus Cannon. He had cancer, so that Cannon's sense. reason is legit, though. Like, I mean, like, I look at Chung and I look at, I'm like, I'm like, Hightower, I'm like, like, when I, okay, so, like, when they I have look young at families. Yeah, I know. I look at players, when I look at their, their, like, their reasons. If, if, like, like, so, like, Marquis Goodwin, Hightower, Cannon had cancer, Chung, young family, I get that. It, it's just, I understand the legit reasons. Everyone's like, oh, the, the season's going to be over. All these players are canceled. I'm like, no. It's the players who have young families, maybe with kids at risk, have family members who are at risk for this. I get it. Now, I, I wonder with the opt-out, is if, like, let's say by November, this is, like, started to, like, nosedive and nobody in, like, like this, everyone, like, it's starting to, like, calm down a little bit. Hypotheticals. How does the – I've always wondered how does the opt – I can, like, Goodwin say, hey – the NFL, hey, could I come back after eight weeks because this is getting like becoming semi of a non-issue anymore for the NFL? Could I play? I want to know like that kind of yes side of the story. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't. This 95% of medical science, like doctors and stuff, have said this is not going away by November. But if it yeah, does, the the vaccine, the test and everything they've done the past couple days, but yeah, yeah but it. But, it's still unlikely that they're going to be able to get the vaccine out to enough people to make that a thing. Yeah. But um, if they're probably, the NFL is going to say like, okay, you're going to go on the IR then. And then whenever the cutoff is for when they can go on the IR, then you can come back. But if not, you're done for the year. Week eight. No, no, it's week 10. I thought it was, thought it was 12. 12. Well, no, whatever Jackson did last year, because basically week 12, and then that would make you eligible for the division round. Yeah, so it's still, they're probably going to do it away like that. If a player changes his mind or something comes up, maybe if it's like earlier in the season, they'll, they can put him on the pup list or something. Like they do with Jeffrey. Well, Jeffrey's was an injury thing. Yeah, 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 I watched the injury. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't a Rona thing, but... So, yeah. yeah, I think they're probably going to have to figure it out. I think, honestly, though, if they're if they're giving these players the option to opt out and they're still accruing a season, it should be, we don't care, you opted out. True. And I don't care if by week 13, the Patriots are somehow making a playoff push and Patrick Chung and Dante Hightower want to come back. They opted out. They should not play. I think this is definitely uh, – it's a consequences thing. It's like, you know what, you, you got to weigh the options. Like, do you want to not play – like, let's say – all right, let's just say for hypothetical reasons, my, my Eagles are, you know, they're running away with the division. They're, it's looking like 2017, except this time Wentz doesn't get hurt. And now Marquise Goodwin's like, oh, I want that chip. Like, can I come back and play? I'm like, no, you opted out. I mean, I get your reasoning, but you got to also accept the consequences for what you do. Like – like Rieger, Rieger, Watkins, Jackson, Jeffrey, they didn't opt out. Neither did Ertz or Kelsey or any of these guys. So like, you gotta accept the consequences for it. I mean, he's still getting a ring either way. He's yeah, I know he's on the he's on the roster. So like, I mean, come on. My friend from high school who was an intern in their ticket sales department got a ring from their championship team in seventeen. Yeah, I mean, it depends on the team, but like, if you're on the roster, IR, whatever, they're gonna give you a ring. I mean, like, I mean, for in 17, it was their first ring, so that makes sense, but... 
Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's gonna, it's gonna be an odd season because. Like, you have guys like, you know, like Wentz and, like, Ertz. Like, Wentz and a couple of these guys are like, yeah, I'm playing regardless until they shut the season down. I mean, Wentz just had a kid, and he's like, you know, I'm good. I think he kept I think he kept his wife and his kid, though, in uh, in Houston, though. Yeah, and that's going to suck for him, but... I, I understand that. You that's, know, like, the responsible thing to do. I can't wait. Knock on what I'm not saying. I actually hope it happens. I cannot wait until Carson Wentz gets sick, and I can just fur- use that to further the argument that he's injury prone. Oh like, oh, he's so injury prone. He got a pandemic. He got an illness that caused a worldwide pandemic. Dude can't stay healthy. Yeah, and that's when Jared throws Kevin over a balcony at the at, at one of his vineyards. <laughs> I already drilled my head against a post. What's a balcony? <laughs> I, I never see you weren't deserving of it though. Yeah, fair. All right, what do you got? What do we got left on the topic list? That's really it for breaking news stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, honestly though, so I mean, baseball, you know, we got like players test positive, whatever. It's it's gonna it, we we knew this was gonna happen. Did you watch any games this weekend? Uh, I watched some Red Sox games. God, this season's gonna suck. Yeah, I watched Diamondbacks. I think their hitting coach should be shot by firing. <laughs> okay, that's that's a little extreme. I think their hitting coach should have to walk out into the San Diego beaches with a shark in shark infested waters. Like what the hell was that? They won their first game because and because Sterling Marte dribbled a ball down the down the third baseline for a two run double. Like what the hell? But um. And outside of um, Devaldi, without uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, the Red Sox pitching staff sucks. Yeah. Um. Our. <laughs> I mean, our bulk, our starting pitching. Besides, I mean. Mad Bum wasn't terrible. Robbie Ray was good until he had that one bad inning. Luke Weaver looked great until he had that one bad inning. And the issue is, like, every pitcher this year for the Diamondbacks just has that one bad inning. It's like it's like the fourth or fifth. They start getting clocked. Also, I think the Padres are going to be sneaky good this year. Their, their lineup is loaded. Yeah. The issue with the Red Sox is Avaldi pitched phenomenally this weekend, and then the next four days out of the rotation are going to be unbearable. Yeah. All right. So, Kev, you got some weird stuff for me. I do. I saw that this something this weekend that I didn't believe. What do this is a question for you? What do DeMarco Murray, Tony Romo, Bobby Wagner, Ezekiel Elliott, Derek Carr and Dak Prescott have in common? They're all from Texas. Maybe, but that's not what I'm going with. Any other guesses? Uh, they were all their team's first overall pick in that draft. That is physically impossible because Dak and Zeke were in that list. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, also, Derek Carr is from California, so you were also wrong. I knew that. I could, Yeah, Fresno makes sense. Um, shit. They all made the Pro Bowl? Yes, but also, they all have more MVP votes than Russell Wilson. Oh, my God. And to make it even weirder, Zeke Carr and Dak all got MVP votes in 2016. I think it was. 20, yeah. No, 16, because that was the year Carr broke his leg. The year the Raiders looked like they were, like, like a, a lock to win the, like, to, like, be a Super Bowl contender. 
Um, I'm pretty sure it was. When was Dak's rookie year? 16. It was 2016. Also, Carr was a pro bowler that year, so. Yeah, because that was the year he broke his leg in week 17. So it was 2016. Zeke got six votes. Carr got six votes. Dak got one. And that's the year that Dak beat out Zeke for rookie of the year. So that just shows that the voters on this stuff may have no idea what they're doing. Oh, no, Bob Wagner got one in 2013. Mm-hmm. And then I think Murray and Romo each got one that year, too. Yeah, Murray – I just remember with Murray, he's like – how about – like, let's talk about a wasted career for a second. He has a phenomenal couple years in, in Dallas. Philadelphia gets him like, hey – Let's have a running back who's only good at running downhill. We're going to have a spread formation. Kevin, you want to know what the first carry he got out of an eye formation under Pat Shermer? You don't want to know what happened? Something horrible. 54-yard touchdown run. Untouched. Oh, wow. Smashed through two tacklers at the, at, the, at the line of scrimmage and gassed it. And I'm just sitting there. It's 2015. Our good friend Drew is with me. And I'm looking at him like... This is what I could have watched all year if Chip Kelly wasn't a moron. And then he went to Tennessee, had a great like a great season, and then retired. Didn't he? Wasn't he not good in Tennessee? I remember. Oh, he had like nine touchdowns in 2016. Like he was like a solid fantasy number two running back. He had like that crazy play where he did like a front flip over like two defenders. Oh, it was first year in Tennessee. Yeah. I just remember his second year. No, was, yeah, 2017 was like the year like he definitely looked like he was aging. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. But so, yeah, it was 2013. He got two. Romo got two. Wagner got one. And Watt got 13 that year. Well, that was the year that J.J. Watt had like all the offensive touchdowns, too. Yeah, I mean, no, I get why he had it. It's just kind of funny to me that uh, two defensive players have more MVP votes than... Also, I feel like the league has some weird beef with Russell Wilson. I can never figure out why. No, I think Russell Wilson is just going to be like Drew Brees, honestly. Yeah, he has some great years, but every year that he has a really good year, someone else has a phenomenal year. Yeah, when one person actually said to me, yeah, like Brees is the GOAT, I'm like, no... No, the guy who beat us in Super Bowl 39 and we beat in Super Bowl 52, that's the GOAT. Yeah, I mean, Drew Brees is consistently one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. Let's also remember, he had great teams throughout most of his career and only has one Super Bowl to show for it. Yeah, but I mean also after Bounty Gate, his defense sucked. I know, but I'm saying before pre-Bounty Gate, he only won one Super Bowl. And then the last three years, where he's had a stacked team from 2017 through 2020, all, like, hysterical exits to the, to the playoffs. Yeah, I, I mean, hysterical because I hate the Saints. Yeah, but. I mean, also, though, Drew Brees had, what, five years? Four years in New Orleans before Bounty Gate. Yeah. Five. Five years. He won a Super Bowl like the year, two years before Bounty Gate hit. Yeah, so the team's been kind of struggling with that because they, like, they're, it's a good team, but it's not a great team. 
the around. Issue, the issue, I believe, with Breeze is, is you know, I've, I've heard multiple sportscasters talk about this, and I thought about it. He did – he where Brady would take pay cuts and Manning would take semi-pay cuts, not as much as Brady, Breeze would take the full payload. Now, yes, him and his wife have done so much for the like the area of Louisiana and New Orleans, but at the same time, that kills your your pay scale every year, kills your payroll. True. I think also though, I feel like that New Orleans Saints Super Bowl win might be like maybe the second most important championship for a city in sports history, maybe yeah. third. I go there. I say yeah. I would say, because number one is going to be the Yankees after 9-11. They lost after 9-11. When did they win? 0-9. They lost to Arizona in 0-1. Game seven. Yeah, I know. I thought they won around then, too. No, 2000 when they won. Someone in New York won around then. No, nobody won in New York, but... It was just them making it. That's what it was. All right, so... Yeah. Did the Saints have one or two? Because you could make an argument for the 2013 Boston Red Sox also. After the bombing, yeah. Then I think, like, the 2000... I mean, you can even throw, like, at number five. You can even throw, like, as much as, you know... I'm not trying to be a homer, but, like, for Philly, getting Super Bowl in 17 was just, like... Flip the city on its head. I throw it in like five or six. No, I mean like in terms of a catastrophe after. Okay, so yeah, I know that. Because 04 is maybe to a city the most important championship ever for Boston. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a huge guest today. I'm really excited. Jared's not because he hates Alabama. That's we not true. Chris Oxenrider on the show. I pronounced your first name right. You did, yeah, yeah. Good job. Yeah. Not a lot of people get that right. That's. I. I feel like that's the most obvious way to pronounce it. I even you, got it right the first time. You, you know, it's funny. So, uh, first of all, thanks for having me on. I'm really, really glad to be on, like I said, first podcast, you know, ever being on. So, thank you. Um, yeah, a lot of people butcher my last name, Oxen Reader, Oxen uh, Rider, you know. So, uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, weird enunciations. More people get Cruz wrong than, than anything. That's the that's the main name they get wrong. I have to ask, how do they pronounce him? It's not Cruz, man. Uh, Cruz, uh, Chaz, uh, you know, you're on the phone a lot of the times. Yeah, I, I've heard some weird, weird enunciations of my name. So it's uh, so I'm used to it by now. So I never, you know, get on anybody for butchering my name. So it, it's something that I've had to get used to. I gotta make I up. Like that's just people overthinking it. Kev, Kev, so you think I'm illiterate? I pronounced his name right. I think I get a pass here for that one. Come on, man. Yes. Congrats, Jared. You are, <laughs> in this one instance, not completely illiterate. I'm proud go. of you. That's good. No, seriously, big props for that. That's that's big. If you could spell it without looking at it, I'll give you another. Um, <laughs> C-R-U-Z space O-X-E-N-R-E-I-D-E-R. Good job. Okay, that's good. See, a lot of people don't get that last uh, that REI in there. They don't. Well, I just had to type it into Skype, so I kind of cheated a little bit. But also, <laughs> I mean, I see your tweets all the time. For those who don't know, Cruz is 
pretty big in the Alabama Twitter scene. It's it's kind of like a cult, I feel, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely can be. Uh, you know, I try to, you know, when I, when I get in there, I try not to be like two sports focused on like one side of the ball. I, I, you know, obviously football is king at Alabama, but I do try to, you know, make sure I keep up on topics as far as uh, the basketball goes and the, um, and, you know, even you know, our baseball, our softball team. So I, I try to really be involved as much as I can on a social aspect with uh, the, the University of Alabama itself. Yeah, I mean, at least you're one of – when I think of Alabama Twitter, you're one of two people I think of. I think of you mainly when it comes to football just because that's when I feel like I see most of your tweets is during football season. Mm-hmm. And then um, Fluffopotamus for Alabama basketball. Oh, Luke's, Luke's great. Uh, he really is. I honestly, I got a chance to meet him uh, when I went back for a game this year. He's a super nice guy. He, what he's done for Alabama basketball, as far as a fan uh, standpoint is gone, is absolutely amazing. When I was there, we didn't have nearly the support and someone that you could really, um, you know, uh, follow when it comes to that. The, the closest thing we had was that one guy who was on Jimmy Kimmel who just did the crazy eyes and stuff like that. He held up that sign. Uh, but you no, know, he's great. Uh, Hunter Johnson, uh, you know, uh, you know, Roger Myers, uh, Kyle, uh, you know, who helps me, you know, do those super savage videos and things like that. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of Will Elliott's another one. So there's a lot of really good, passionate Alabama, um, Twitter out there. Uh, obviously there's some not so great, but you know, uh, as, if you're looking for a good follow as far as, you know, keeping positive content and stuff like that, they're definitely uh, go-to follows. Yeah. And you mentioned the super savage tweet. So we're going to talk a little bit about Mac Jones. Yes. I know, I know you're a big <laughs> fan, but what, how do you feel about Mac Jones versus Bryce Young? So in, so there's two ways of looking at it. It's, preseason and where I think they'll be at the end of the year preseason. I think Mac is our guy. I think he is uh, Mac, Mac is someone who kind of got thrown into the fire last year when Tua got hurt. It was, you know, obviously if you would have said at the end of the year, Mac Jones is going to start four games. You would have laughed at that, you know? Um, but you know, he, I thought he got a lot of criticism from the Auburn game. Uh, you know, one, he did have an overthrow that went for a pick six. And then literally the next drive, when he got the ball back, went down, scored, made up for it. Uh, same thing with, you know, the, the one-yard line. That was a fluky play that just hit Najee Harris back, and it just went into his hands. And then the next series went down, scored a touchdown. So he showed a lot of leadership, and he showed a lot of, you know, ability. Um, I think he's going to be the guy. I think the offense is going to go back more to a run-friendly, like 2015 Jacob Coker, Derrick Henry kind of role. But man, Bryce Young is—he looks special. He looks good. I and and I—I'm excited. Like I really am. It, it's it's kind of like that that Tua kind of hype where you're just like, man, I can't wait to see what this kid can do. Like you just kind of you, you see the the hype videos and you hear everything and. And it, it's, it seems like it's going to be a fun time in Tuscaloosa for the next couple years. Uh, I think Mac's going to start the year, but there's no way you can keep a guy like Bryce on the bench the whole year. He's going to he's gonna play, rather it's packages or it's, you know, we're leading in blowouts. And, man, you know, if Mac struggles in a game or two, then, you know, you're going to start, you know, uh, that leash is going to get a little shorter. 
Yeah, I I agree with you. I think day one it's going to be Mac Jones starting. But I feel like five, six years ago, this wouldn't have been a question. It would have been Mac Jones is a starting quarterback all year. But then yep. kind of with Blake Barnett not really having a good handle of the playbook, now he's bouncing around college football, which I find kind of funny. He struggled in the USC game, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts stepped in, took the starting job, and then the national championship, Jalen struggling, put in two of the true freshmen. I feel like Nick Saban's kind of changed a bit his viewpoint on this, going from, no, we're going to go experience on this, to we're, we're going to go the guy who can help us win. Yeah, uh, I think I think it, that mindset's gone. Because if that were the case, I don't think Greg McElroy would have been our starter in 2010. It would have been A.J. McCarron. Yeah. Because uh, Greg was awful his senior year. Um, but Saban felt a, you know, kind of like a – allegiance to him you know he took took the team to a title and you know he wasn't playing that great down the stretch and you know it, it's things like that but I, I think now Saban has realized he's he's it's who's gonna who's gonna win the game for me you know there's it's it's there's no buddy system in this uh so I think Mac it's Mac's job to lose honestly so he needs to come out which I think he will I think he is going to have a really good season is he going to put up two uh, video game numbers? No, I don't think so, but he doesn't need to. The, the, this is the best offensive line possibly in the country, definitely the SEC. He's got maybe the deepest backfield in the country with Najee Harris, Trey Sanders, Brent Robinson, you know, some other, you know, some freshmen coming in. He's got two wide receivers that are going to go in the top 15 in the NFL draft and Jalen Waddell and Devontae Smith. I mean, he just needs to be a Jacob Coker or an AJ McCarron. Don't lose us the game. The defense is going to be great this year. This team has a schedule and the basically the the motivation to to really get back to where they've been. Because Alabama football, yes, it's been great watching Tua and Jalen doing what they do. But when when when's the last time we've seen Joyless Murder Ball? It's been a while. It's been a while. You know, shut shut down defense, run the ball till you just literally give up. And, you know, I think it's been great watching the 40 and 50 points of games that we're scoring. But I honestly, I think we need to get back to scoring 24 to 30 points a game and only giving up three. So, I mean, that's that's kind of where I think the season's going to go. I think Mac is going to put up some really good numbers, not Heisman numbers. I don't think that, but I think he's going to uh, I, I I think he'll throw around 30 touchdowns uh, with the weapons that he has. It wouldn't be surprising. Uh, I think, you know, I think honestly, Najee is going to be, if anyone's going to be the Heisman candidate, it's going to be Najee on this team. That's true. And I think some people who follow you on Twitter might be surprised to hear you say that you don't think Mac's going to put up Heisman numbers because (laughs) of the tweets. You said you wanted to clear the air on this. Yes. I love those tweets. They're my favorite things. Jared and I do a live stream Thursdays at 630. I played one on the last live stream to kind of <laughs> tease a bit who we had coming on. Yeah. And those might be my favorite tweets whenever I see them. I saw you tweeted one today about the Patriots. I did, yeah. Uh, so, um, look, I think Mac Jones is a – I think he's a really good player. He wouldn't be – if he wasn't good, he wouldn't be at Alabama. Let's put it like that. Fair. He was, he was, he was an Elite 11 quarterback coming out of high school. You know, he came in knowing Tua was going to be there. He knew Jalen was a sophomore or going into a sophomore year coming here. He's a good quarterback who can win some games. And yes, so uh, the 
the super savage hype kind of started you know uh last year so what happened is you know there was that training days that happened in 2018 going into the 2018 season where it's gonna be tour or Jalen or what's gonna happen and there was an episode of Mac Jones and Davian Harris doing this really cool handshake and it had this and it had the song Super Savage playing in the background I'm like man that's a really cool you know that's a really cool video uh and it just kind of stuck with me and you know Tua gets hurt and goes down and and man i was like there wasn't a lot of faith in mac jones there's a lot of people saying the season's over go with talia you know we can't win with this guy and i just kind of wanted to put out there you know i was like you know give him give him some love give him some hype you know uh he's he's you know you might not like it but he's qb1 at you know university alabama so i i kind of put it out there you know supporting him you know, stuff like that. The Damian Harris retweeted it. Marlon Humphrey retweeted it. Uh, I, quite a couple other Alabama players, uh, current and past, uh, retweeted it. And it just kind of blew up. And, you know, so I, I was like, you know what? I was like, this is, this is pretty cool. So let me do this. And, you know, it, it's, it's been good because honestly, I think the support for him not only as a as a player but as a person you know a fan favorite has definitely grown since you know we started doing it so um yes i i am a big mac jones fan i have a mac jones jersey uh you know i i you know he's he's not he's he's a good person he's he's a he's a good player i was just trying to do something to show some support and then you know it just kind of took off and blew up so yeah, it's getting to the point now. Whenever I either see a Mac, something related to Mac Jones, I that song's in the back of my head. <laughs> or it's even getting so bad now. Mac Jones, Cruz Oxenrider is becoming synonymous with Mac Jones for me. <laughs> for some reason, whenever I see something, those tweets are the first things I think of. But uh, no, I, I completely agree. Um, it, it's so, it, and you're not the only one who's told me that. It's been, um, you know, it, it, it's it's definitely blown up more than I thought it ever would. And it's really cool. I'm really glad that, you know, we can support, you know, our QB one, we can just come out and, you know, even not as it hasn't been football. It, it, this kind of just blew up. I mean, it's a, it's a random day in July and we're, you know, tweeting about this stuff and posting videos. And it's not just me. People have been, uh, you know, going back to campus, showing Brian Denny and tagging me in videos, playing the song as they're walking by, or they're, you know, showing me that they added the song to their playlist where they're working out. So, I mean, it's really cool. Um, I didn't think it would be this huge, huge ordeal, but man, it, it's been really cool. And, you know, he hasn't told me that he doesn't like it or anything like that. Um, so I, I wonder if he knows about it. I kind of hope he does. So, he has to. Yeah. Um, you know, so he followed me, he followed me on Twitter, uh, you know, not too long ago. And it was really cool. And he actually, uh, you know, he sent me a message. He saw my Mac Jones jersey, and he, you know, he, you know, it, you know, it was very brief. There was no more than that, just saying that he liked the jersey, and you know, and and stuff like that. Because I live in I live in the same area uh, where he's from, so um, so that's my standpoint. I know everyone thinks I'm a Mac Jones. You know, like I think he's going to be the next, you know, Joe Burrow this year. But man, I, you know, I just wanted to really show some support to you know our our QB one. So. If he win, if they win the national championship this year, if he's on any watch list for if he blows up, he's on a watch list for the Heisman or the Maxwell or something. 
he needs to give you a shout out. He has to. <laughs> Look, if the fact that he follows me on Twitter is honestly good enough for me, uh, <laughs> I like I said, I think he's gonna be. I think he will be the best quarterback in the SEC this year. And I, that's not me being a homer. I, I just honestly believe he at the end of the year we're gonna look at everyone's numbers, and I think he will he will either and I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now he's either going to lead the SEC in passing yards or passing touchdowns. That is my bold prediction. That is a bold prediction. And yes, another thing SEC predictions. You know division winners. Who's gonna win the SEC? Yeah, it, it so, already seems like you think Mac Jones is gonna be the best player. I didn't say the best player. I said he's going to be the best he's quarterback. Best quarterback. My bad. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, uh, do you want to? Do you want me to give you, you know, what I have, or do, do you yeah, guys? Yeah, just run through it? it, and we'll. Yeah. We'll, we'll so, give ours. So uh, I have. So basically, what I did, the SEC East. I'll start out there. Uh, you know, I I went with my gut instead of my logic, and I actually picked Florida to win the East. I think. I think Georgia, these last couple years, they have been, they've been there. They, they, they've been on the cusp. Man, I, I just don't think it's their year. I mean, if it wasn't, if it wasn't in 2017 and it wasn't in 2018, then when? You know, and there's this lot, there's a lot of hype going around Jamie Newman. I don't see it. You know, I just don't. Uh, you know, you, he had a game where he completed six passes against Syracuse. Not, I, Clemson, I can understand. Clemson last year was was great, but I mean, if you're if you're struggling to beat Syracuse or NC State, uh, you, you know what what's going to happen when you have to play in Auburn or in Alabama or in LSU? And you know it, it, it's true. And, it, and you know, great transcendent players make you know make the players around you better. You know, and I, I watched a couple of Wake Forest games, you know, uh, and you know just to see, you know, what what what, what am I getting into? And I just don't think he's that guy. Florida. I think they're going to be sneaky good this year as far as offense goes. I know everyone's talking about Kyle Trask and, and things like that, but I mean, they return, you know, some really, they return studs. They probably have the best tight end in the country. Uh, I mean, this, uh, you know, he's six, six. I, I, he's projected to go first round. His name is blinking on me right now, but uh, he's going to be a stud. I think Dan Mullen has gotten his recruits in there. Uh, you know, I, I like what Dan Mullen's doing at Florida. I know that he's had trouble beating Georgia, but, you know, I think this is the year that they finally get over that. Their schedule lines up. I think their hardest game this year is not going to be the Georgia-Florida game. I think they, if they're going to lose this year and to a team where it's going to be, you know, no one's going to see it's coming, it's going to be at Ole Miss. I think I think Lane Kiffin's going to have that team ready to go. Uh, you know, they get a bye week before that week. So I, I think Ole Miss is going to be a little sneaky, sneaky. But I got Florida. I have Georgia at number two. I have Tennessee number three. Um, say what we want about Tennessee. Pruitt's doing a good job recruiting. Uh, you know, it, it, it wouldn't surprise me if, if Tennessee battles for number two. Uh, this year wouldn't surprise me. I got Kentucky uh, four. I think Kentucky's defense is not talked about enough. I think they're going to be one of the best in the SEC. And then you know USC or South, South Carolina, Missouri, and Vandy. You know the kind of the bottom feeders. And then so my SEC West, I have Bama number one. Uh, 
their hardest game, obviously, is going to be UGA uh, at home. Luckily, it's at home. Um, I have Texas A&M finishing second in the West. Oh, that's a hot take. So My I lord, even they Jared have the face right now. They what? have the easiest schedule in the SEC. But they're still going to blow it. That's here's, the here's the thing. Here's the thing. Their hardest game is not till Bama. They don't play Georgia. They, they swapped out Georgia for Vandy. All their their toughest game won't be till the sec the second to last week of the season, and that's against Bama at home. Oh my God! I think you just, you woke me up just now, man. I was like, I you know I love hearing the SEC talk, man, but I didn't mean to cut you off. But oh my God! I know. The, the one thing I'm gonna say is, and I'm an ACC guy, so I gotta defend Jamie Newman a little bit because God, those that receiving court Wake Forest was trash. Even half the stuff, even half of like the weapons. He had a, if he only has half of what he had at Georgia, has at Georgia now, he'd still probably win about ten games in Wake Forest because the co- the the Atlantic division of the Wake of the ACC is garbage. Besides Clemson, it's terrible. Yeah, if you put Tennessee's off or not even Tennessee, if you put Vandy's off, all right, all right, come on, come on, Kevin, Kevin, enough, enough. Your ACC hatred is not welcome here. Um, <laughs> so all I gotta say is though about Texas A&M. I know you got you. You were probably in college when Johnny Manziel, you know, beat I Alabama. There. I was there. You were there. I know the PTSD is probably still killing you, but man, it's not the Johnny Manziel team anymore. You're right. It's not. It, and guess what? Uh, look, I'm, I'm telling you, it, it's it's something. I've looked at their schedule. I see the guys they have back. I've seen the recruits that Jimbo's bringing in. I know that we all like to laugh at Jimbo for getting paid what he does to finish third or fourth in the SEC West every year. Oh, I love but that. I mean, but look at but look at this year. Look at the lineup. Other than Alabama, LSU lost everybody. I have LSU finishing fourth in the SEC West this year. I do. You can't I lose. A bit more. You can't lose everybody that they lost. Not just on the playing side, but on the coaching side, and expect them to bounce back. So I have Bama, A and M, Auburn three. I still think Auburn's. They're a solid team. I know they lost a lot on defense. Um, you know, say what you want about Bo Nix, but you know he did beat he did beat Bama as a true freshman. Was it a team game? Yes, but I he think he's playing you know, for his son. I hear he dedicated that game to his son. Yeah, well, you know, I'm sure his mom would like a little more than dedication of a game, but you know, what can I say? Um, Look, I'm not gonna teach tell anyone how to be a father because I don't want kids. So, <laughs> and then uh, I got I got the Lane Train and Ole Miss finishing fifth. I got Mike Leach uh, finishing sixth in you know Mississippi State. And then of course you know till Arkansas can beat North Texas, then I, I don't want to I don't want to hear anything about Arkansas. Um, I know the A and M take is a little it's a little, a little out there. It's a little <laughs> out there, but here's the thing: is that like I just looked at their schedule. I see who they have coming back. I'm not saying they're gonna win that, but I, don't be surprised if A&M is, you know, a top ten team going into the Alabama, the Alabama uh, A&M game. Don't be surprised. I won't be surprised if they're a top fifteen team because yes, their schedule is very easy. All I'm saying is, as much as you want to bag on LSU and how much they people they've lost, they still have two top ten draft prospects coming into this year. And as much as you want to knock on what they've lost in the coaching staff. That team recruits talent that I just don't even know where to okay. find. They oh, just, absolutely. So, but haven't they always had that? But they, they I'm not saying they're going to beat Bam. I'm saying they're still going to be better than A&M or who would you have in third? My brain's I have Auburn like, third. I have Auburn, Auburn third. third, yeah. Bo Nix is trash. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Bowman Hicks is awful. He's, Jared, look, you're forgetting he's not, something. He's not great. <laughs> he wouldn't even start in the Miami quarterback room, man. Come on. You're forgetting something, though. LSU had a lot of the same players last year that they had two years ago. Absolutely. They, 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 they put up 10 on Alabama, I think it was? Zero. They put oh, up they, zero. Oh, they, 28 nothing. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going yeah. – I'm trying to duke it out with two Alabama fans. This is really a losing Matt battle here. Rule. Not Matt Rule. Was it Matt no, Rule? No, Joe Brady. Joe Brady. Thank you. I don't know why. Yeah. He is the, more important to the LSU, fra- LSU team than Ed Orgeron, than Joe Burrow, yes. than Justin Jefferson, than mm-hmm. anyone on that defense because he revolutionized that offense and made it so Joe, Joe Burrow could pat or get 60 touchdowns in the year. Yes. Joe Burrow is – it needs to literally buy uh, uh, Joe Brady a brand new car. No, he, Joe Brady should never have to pay for another meal ever again. Um, and LSU, here's the thing: so Joe Brady comes from you know I'm a big New Orleans Saints. Saints fan. He was our passing game coordinator. Um, Sean Payton hired him. I mean, obviously, if a guy like Sean Payton who, who loves to throw the football is you know takes a chance on a guy that's young, you know he's good. He go he goes to LSU runs the I'm watching the exact same plays I watched in the Saints game being ran by LSU to perfection. I mean my goodness. I mean and it, so because you can go back you you would used to laugh at uh, LSU's play calling. It was run right. It was run I just remember Justin Je- just Jefferson man that just that was just the the atrocious offense that I knew and loved at LSU. <laughs> My favorite thing about LSU's play calling was it felt like every year Leonard Fournette, they're saying, he's a Heisman candidate. He might win the Heisman this year. And then he'd go to Alabama or play against Alabama at Death Valley, and he'd put up like 20 rushing guards. And then you yes. wouldn't hear anything Same about Same thing with Geist right. the following year. And by the way, correction, was Jordan Jefferson, not Justin Jefferson. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, I, I'm i not saying LSU's not going to be good. That's not what I'm saying at all. I so I just think the amount of talent they have that they still have. Don't get me wrong. You know, Derek Stingley, he'll he'll be a top ten pick. You know, or Devon, I should say Devonte Smith's you know son will be a top ten pick after what he did to him. Uh, you know, I think Jamar Chase will. I he's Better my than wide Jefferson. receiver one. Better than Jefferson, I will tell you right now. I've watched so much film on the two of them. I've made this case a thousand times. Jamar Chase is a mile ahead of Justin Jefferson. And he probably of, is. I, I, I'm oh, definitely yeah. not disagreeing with you there. Um, but I think that – so, yeah, because he's my number one. I love Devontae Smith and I love Jalen Waddell. But, I mean, how can you argue you know, with a with a guy coming back last year who had 20 touchdowns? I, I mean, you can't. I mean, don't get me uh, – granted, Devontae Smith is going to be wide receiver one for the first time, you know, now that Judy's gone and Ruggs is gone. But, you know – I just don't see how you can dismiss a guy that's, you know, coming back. Now, granted, this all depends on what Miles, you know, Brennan does. You know, mm-hmm. everyone's talking about this kid like he's going to pick up right where uh, Joe Burrow left off. I don't I don't see that whatsoever. Um, but like I said, I, I think I, – I, look, I got A&M's schedule in front of me. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at the schedule, and it's laughable. Uh, I mean, they, have, they open with Abilene Christian, which I don't think is going to be played anymore. Uh, they have North Texas, they have Colorado, they have Arkansas, Mississippi State. Oh, and please stop me if you hear a loss in here anywhere. Uh, they play. Wait, Fresno is Mississippi State. State at home or is it away? It's at Mississippi State. So I can see um, Mississippi State getting a sneak a sneaky win here. I don't think it's likely, 
that's going to be their first real test. So I will give you that. Um, then they have Fresno State. Their hardest game is at Auburn. Um, you know, so October 17th. So we'll see what is there. Then they have South Carolina, Ole Miss, Vandy. And then they go down to Tuscaloosa, you know, second to last week of the season at Tuscaloosa. Um, so I'm looking at that. All they have to do is, you know, if they get by Auburn, you know, I, I, I don't see any reason why they're not playing Alabama for the SEC West crown in, in, in Tuscaloosa. See, I think the Mississippi State game is going to be the make-or-break game for them this year. I know Auburn's a harder game, but how they play against Mississippi State will really tell us how they're going to do against Auburn. If they blow out Mississippi State, yes, you can look at it and go, okay, so they have a chance against Auburn. They might be undefeated going to Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. But if they come out slow, even if they beat Mississippi State but it's a close game, you can like go, okay, they're – Probably going to lose to Auburn, might lose to Ole Miss, definitely going to lose in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. And so, like I said, I, I think that A&M, and, and like I said, they have hype every year. They do. I get it. I, I'm not, they, they had hype, they had hype last year. They had hype year before, but man, I'm just looking at the schedule and I'm like for Jimbo, man, this is, this is it. I mean, it's like your schedule lines up perfectly for you. I mean, you, you got, you got everything on a silver platter. All you got to do. It's just, you know, you're the $70 million man for a reason. They brought you here to win games. This is the season. What is it? It's its fourth fourth year going in? Because, what, he came 28, 2018 was his first year. So, yeah, this is going in. So, yeah, because um, I've been live, loving the Willie Taggart era over in Florida State. I've been loving it every day of it. And, look, as a former Gator, I will always love seeing Florida State struggle. So I, I have nothing to say and wish them no improvement in the future. So, um, I, yeah, so uh, obvious answer. So, yeah, like I said, I think I think it's going to be a Bama-Florida SEC championship game. Um, so I, I think – Your two teams. I'm sorry? Your two teams. Yeah, it lines up like that, you know. And, and like I said, I, I picked Georgia-Alabama the last couple years. Um, you know, I, I just didn't think Dan Mullen had his team, uh, especially with Felipe Franks. I mean, uh, Kyle Trask, I think, is a pretty I, – I, I think he's a little overhyped, but I think he can get the job done, especially with the talent that they have around them. Um, so, yeah, so I got – and then, of course, I got I – I do have Bama, you know, beating uh, Dan Mullen in Florida in the, in the SEC championship game. Uh, Dan Mullen has never won against Nick Saban as a head coach. Um, I, you know, at his time at Florida and at Mississippi State. Um, so curious to see um, how wrong I'm gonna be on a lot of these. But you know, it's uh, it's just I was just looking through the schedule and I really think that uh, my shocker SEC team this year is gonna be Texas A&M, finishing second uh, in the West. So I actually agree with a lot of your picks there. Um. I think Tennessee might actually – this might be not to win the SECs, but this might be Tennessee's year to go, look, we're not a joke. Oh, I agree. Yeah. That's um, why I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. They Kentucky, though – I can see Kentucky having a decent year. They've been kind of building to it recently. Mm-hmm. Not a great year, but a decent year for Kentucky. Yeah. It, my biggest issue, though, comes from the SEC West. I mean, we've been talking – we've been hammering home the point that Jared and I disagree with A&M. Yeah. I would probably go Alabama, Auburn, mm-hmm. 
Ole Miss, because you can never count out Joey Freshwater. No. I mean, you'll be talking to a girl at a bar, and then some guy will come up like, hey, Joey Freshwater wants to see you. You're not bringing her home now. Like, what the hell, Joey? See, I've witnessed it in person, man. I understand. I I lived it in this free, so I I get it. Um, Next year is my year for Ole Miss. Let Lane get a let Lane get a full season and a full year recruiting. I, I think he's going to be giving the SEC West fits because people love to go play for Lane Kiffin. He's a player's coach. He's fun. He's got good energy. He's young. I mean, look, we could be looking at another situation where look, Hugh Freeze had Nick Saban's number for a couple of years, you know. And I wouldn't. And I think Lane Kiffin's a better coach than Hugh Freeze is. And so, I mean, give Lane some chance. I think Lane's been working towards this opportunity to get another SEC job. So I think he's really gonna, you know, he's gonna go all in. Yeah, he's fun and playful on Twitter, and he's a, you know, he's a partier and everything. But I think, I think Lane realizes that. Look, this is probably my last shot at a huge. SEC job. So am I going to be up for the Alabama job in a couple years, or am I going to have to go back and coach in the, uh, in the conference USA? That's true. Um, you know, I think, I think this is now a good point. Jared's not a big SEC guy. He's mentioned he's an ACC guy. He's a fan of the U, even though he's from Connecticut and went to school in Connecticut, but okay. <laughs> we'll just let that you? slide. Let me tell you. I like bringing up the 1992 national championship as often as I can. <laughs> but what what are your guys' college football playoff picks? Mm. So um, you can uh, go ahead. Jared, guess, let, I mean, I mean, listen, let the guests go first. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, so my first three picks are, are chalk. Um, I mean, it, it, it's look, Clemson can you know play their second string the entire year to the ACC championship game against Carolina. And I think they will be okay. Um, I Did think he said Carolina. <laughs> I was waiting for the reaction. You, yep. that team is awful. I'm sorry. Carolina, I think is going to represent the, the other, the other division. I'm sorry. Christ. Look, no offense. Your, your new starting quarterback couldn't throw Who for over 200 yards against. Oh so, yeah, I know. Um, yeah. But even Pitt has a better shot at winning the ACC Coastal in Carolina. Does. Who's who besides LSU and the college football players? Who was the only team to take Clemson to the wire last year? Was Carol? Yeah, but also let's Carolina. remember it was also week two. It was <laughs> not week two. It was no, no, it was no. They took Miami to the wire that year. It was yeah. um that that game that week? It was, it got flipped. It was yeah. So Carolina has a lot of hype going around it. Sam Howe, I think, is a stud. I think Mac Brown is – he's doing something there. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that they're going to come out, they're going to shock the world and make the playoffs. I'm not saying that whatsoever. But I, as weak as I think the ACC is, and it's been weak for so long, Clemson has sucked the life out of that conference. They have. It is – I would rather watch the Mac, like the Mac than watching an ACC game. Um. Because at least I know that it's going to be competitive. I'm sorry. I I think Miami. And look, I I I was uh, I've known DJ Dallas. Uh, he's a you know my sister went to high school with him. I'm very happy for him. I thought he was a stud at the University of Miami. Hope he kills in the NFL. I thought Miami had that one year in 2017, and I was like, man, Miami's back. And then 
just like Texas, he ain't back. So, uh, man, I think I think you're you know King the transfer. I want to see how he does, but I mean, I I don't know. It, it's I I just got to see it to believe it. I mean, uh, I think Carolina it comes out. I think Clemson, you know. Clemson's not going to take them lightly. So I, th- I got Clemson as, as my number one overall seed. I don't think th- they won't move position all year. Uh, I have, I have Ohio state number two. Um, Michigan's not going to do it. Uh, Penn state is the only team on that, on that schedule where I think that they can give a run for their money. Um, my sleeper team in the big 10 though, that I think, I think they, they had their coming out party last year was Minnesota. I think Minnesota um, you know, they return their quarterbacks, they return, you know, the running back of most of their offensive line, their defense is a little, eh, but you know, you know, you're, you're putting up those kind of numbers on offense where it's like, okay, let's go win a shootout in the big 10. Um, they kind of remind me of Penn state with Trace McSorley and Saquon Barkley and Mike Isecki a couple years ago where they're just putting up these crazy numbers. So, uh, I got, I got Ohio state beating Minnesota in the big 10 championship, um, Alabama is my number three seed. Um, it, it's, you know, I think this is revenge season for Nick Saban. I think, uh, this team really wants to prove everyone wrong. They think, you know, Saban doesn't have it anymore. The SEC is up for grabs. Uh, I think this team has a very 2015 kind of vibe, you know, it's the thing about it, cause 20, 2013 kick six, 2014 lost to Ohio State two years in a row without a title. 2015, man, they come in motivated. They run the ball down your throat. They play good defense. Uh, schedule kind of lines up. You get past Georgia at home in the beginning of the season, which possibly could be the first game of the year. Um, I think that they beat Florida in the SEC championship. And then I got – I got – I don't want to do it, but I kind of kind of need to. I, I have Texas – as my number four seed. Um, I, I know I hate it, but man, if not now, then when Sam Ellinger's a senior, Tom Herman's recruited, a lot of guys come back. Uh, you know, Lincoln Riley runs the big 12 right now. Uh, you know, how good is Spencer Radler? You know, I'm sure, I'm sure he's going to put up crazy video game numbers like every other Oklahoma quarterback does, uh, but it's flag football. So basically it's the first, the 50 and you win. So um, I think Texas finally wins the big 12 and I think they'll lose a game. I don't know where in their schedule, but I think they'll lose a game that they shouldn't. Uh, they'll win the big 10 or big 12 championship and they'll sneak in at the four spot. Uh, I was going to put Notre Dame, but I think everyone's tired of seeing Notre Dame in a, in a championship or a playoff and, not you know showing up so um so th- those would be that would be my force clemson one bama or uh, ohio state two bama three and texas four all right okay, so no, you got yours i got i got mine all right I've, I've been i've been i've been holding my tongue for a little bit all right um one i got clemson i mean i got clemson i got one i got bama they're gonna steamroll everyone in the icc this year if you really think that Nick Saban's going to let what happened the last couple years slide, he's got to be like, you guys got to remember who the king is, okay? Like, I run this bitch. All right. They're going to smoke Georgia in the SEC title game. It's not even going to be close. Newman's going to walk in there thinking he's had a great season. They're going to be like the surprise team coming out. They're going to be like, oh, Georgia's still here. 
and then Alabama's going to just absolutely beat the snot out of them. ACC, it's going to be Clemson smacking Miami around. Um, I think De'Ara King is the best quarterback we've had since Ken Dorsey. The issue is, is that he has all young receivers and young running backs. The only returning starter on offense that he has is Brevin Jordan. If you want to count Cameron Harris as a returning starter running back, that's fine. But he split t- carries with DJ Dallas. Yeah. Either way, the defense, though, is what is going to keep Miami alive this season because they do have the, arguably one of the best pass rushers in the country in Greg Rousseau and Roush coming over from the transfer. They do get Bubba Bolden back as long as a few other stars like Al Blades Jr., it's a not a it's not going to be like a Alabama level elite defense, but it is an elite is a good defense, great defense for the ACC. They are not going to be able to fight the entire twelve rounds with Clemson, but they will give them at least somewhat of a fight. But it's Clemson's game to lose, basically, unless Clemson like blow like just has a bunch of injuries. There's no way in hell they're not winning that game. So Clemson at two, uh, at three, it's Ohio State. I'm not as high on Minnesota as you are, honestly. I I look at Minnesota last year and they benefited a lot from, you know, a couple Antoine Winfield Jr. turnovers. And they benefited a lot from playing a, a couple teams after they played another hard team. And I look at Ohio, I look at Ohio State and the only team I really think it could challenge them is Penn State. And I still don't trust James Franklin in a big game like that. Michigan's a joke. Let, yeah. Let's be honest here. Um, and then out of the Big 12, I love your Texas pick. I really do because hook them horns. I love the whole <laughs> like I love the whole Texas thing. I just I can't I can't go against Lincoln Riley. The dude's a the dude's a freaking no, mad rocket yeah. scientist, and he could turn Jalen Hurts into a Heisman candidate. And after what I saw in Alabama when he got benched for Tua, I was at the bar watching the game, and I was just so disappointed because I was pulling for Georgia the entire time. Don't take that personally, boys. I was just tired <laughs> of seeing them win. It's the whole Patriots effect, Kevin. You know that. Um, I wanted to see Georgia win. And because, you know, maybe it was the whole having Quavo and the rest of the Migos on the sideline. I don't know. It would be cool to see Georgia win. But I watched what he did with Jalen Hurts, who I guarantee is going to be a five-year project with my Eagles. And the thing is, is that I look at what Lincoln Riley can do. He turned down. He told Jerry to shove it, basically, and says, I'm going to keep coaching at Oklahoma. And he's going to turn this Rattler kid into another stud. And what year is he? He's got to be. He's what? a sophomore. So he played. Oh, yeah. Or actually, he might be a redshirt freshman, depending on how many games he actually played in last year. So I, I don't so, know that for a fact, but I think he's going in as the starter as a sophomore. So uh, alignment in conferences. Does the Big the Big 12 has always been a mystery to me because I don't know how the hell they do it every year. I didn't even know they had a championship game until I turned it on last year. And I follow so college football. Records. So it's basically. Okay, so basically. It could be Texas, Oklahoma, because that's why I think it's yeah. going to be if it's records. I think it's going to be a tight game because I think Texas is going to be a great team this year. I think they're going to be a 10 win team. But the issue is, is that I don't trust Tom Herman in a big game. Yeah, that's true. Um, why well, I yeah. trust Riley, who's had the experience of beating everyone except the SEC teams. But Tom Herman has beaten Oklahoma already. He beat he beat them with Kyler Murray, but then he lost in the Big 12 championship. And he had they had Oklahoma dead the rights that game. And Kyler Murray, that's Kyler Murray won the Heisman with that game. Because yeah. Tua got hurt. Kyler Murray came in. Look, I, I don't know how good Spencer Rattler is going to be. I'm a, he's he was the number one quarterback coming out of high school when he was. So obviously he's probably a stud and he's going to put up crazy numbers, of course. But what you know in the Big 12, 
It's first the 50. It, yeah, it, I know. Yeah. And the thing is, with Texas, they can play ugly, but at the same time, I look at with Oklahoma. And to me, unfortunately for whoever is the fourth seed in this college football playoff, it's who is Bama going to smack around for three quarters and then put in a backup backups. I, I'm serious. The only it's going to be a either Alabama Clemson or an Alabama Ohio State national title, and it's going to be a matter of can Ryan Day Ryan Day that's the coach right? I, I swear yeah, I can't remember his name. Yeah. His name always escapes me. Yeah, Ryan Day. I thought it was either Ryan Day or Ryan Daly. I could never f- remember his name. <laughs> okay, so it's, it was gonna be, <laughs> can, can Ryan Day or Dabo out go toe to toe with Nick? That's what it's going to be this year. And if anybody doesn't think that's going to be it's going to be a problem. Unfortunately for Lincoln, he's going to have to have a rebound year. I think luckily for him though, he's going to have almost three years with this new kid Radler, which is going to make him even better. Where with Baker, he had. I believe only two years. He only had a year with Kyler. It, it's going to be a very different situation in two years when you're talking about, you know, Ole Miss, you're picking them next year for their to be your year. I think Oklahoma's year is next year when they have Rattler for a second year in a row yeah. under um, Lincoln Riley, where that offense is going to be lethal, like Joe Burrow lethal. It's going yeah. to be ridiculous. I see. I don't disagree with that. I mean, like I said, it, it was it was something where it was either going to be Oklahoma or Texas or Notre Dame for me for my fourth pick. I think because it, it, it's it's just I've looked. It's just if it's not now, it's when. And I just picked Texas because they have a they have a good quarterback coming back. Sam Ellinger is a good Jeez. college quarterback, mm-hmm. um, and I think Tom Herman knows that man. I got the boosters on my ass. I really got to, you know, this is the year, you know, you can't, you can't go out. You can't, you can't almost lose to Kansas. You can't get beat by Maryland. Um, you know, you, you got, you got to get it done. You've beaten them. And you know, you, Tom Herman beat, uh, you know, Lincoln Riley. And then I believe it was his, it's either his first year or his second year at Texas. Like, I'm not quite sure, but they, they won that crazy shootout. Um, and, you know, they they had a shot to win it, you know, in the Big 12 championship. And, you know, they just – Kyler Murray kind of came in and took it away from him. Also, look out for Oklahoma State. I think, uh, you know, Mike Gundy, the mullet, and they probably have, if not, probably a top three running back in college football this year in Chubba uh, yeah, Hubbard. I would agree with that. He's a stud. He's a, he's, he's a Heisman Also, like, person. literally the best name in college football by a country mile, though. Oh yeah, it's a great name, um, and he he's gonna be a high draft pick, probably, you know, late first round, early second round. I think, you know, especially in that. And like I said, it, it's first to fifty. Run the football, ground control. Um, but you know, I, I, Oklahoma State, you know, it's you never know with them. So I I wouldn't be surprised if it is Texas Oklahoma fighting for that fourth spot. Um, but yeah, that's that's where I go with it. Um, but no, I like your picks. I mean, it's it's you kind of want to spice it up a little bit with everything, um, but you know, with just how dominant you know the top five or six teams are in college football, it's it's hard to kind of go outside the box. Um, and Alabama Clemson's my national championship game. Um, well, I agree with that as well. I really, I, mean, I know. Thing, the funny thing is, I actually have Clemson legacy. I honestly could have gone there, no issue, and probably would have gotten a discount for it. But the thing is, like. It's weird. College football to me has always been odd because 
I was always a players fan. Like I loved like Reggie Bush and Liner back when I was a kid, and then it was Dennis yeah. Dixon, LaMichael James, and Marcus Mariota at Oregon. Yeah. And then I really it was like so Kev will always laugh at me for the story, but I never really had a team because you know I went to Southern Connecticut State. We have a D two football team. Yeah. Our biggest claim to fame is we have a a player who plays for the Titans as a practice squad tight end. And we have a couple guys who played for like the Patriots in 01. <laughs> That's it. So yeah. I was watching the U documentaries on a rerun. I was cleaning my I was cleaning my dorm room up, oh, and I started I like watching them intensely. So good. Love them. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you know what, Mike? I played like this in high school. I act like this fits me. This is perfect. And you know what the worst yeah. part is? The first game I watched was them getting the crap kicked in by Clemson, fifty-six nothing. Oh gosh. <laughs> and my second game was the kick return. Oh my gosh. So I was Look. Hooked. Yeah, it's poor opposites of games. No, I no that that's a cool reason. Um, you know, I, I've always been the kind of person to never rag on somebody for having a weird, obscure um team. You know, because you know you're a Miami fan and you're you're from Connecticut. I'm a military brat, so I've you know I've lived everywhere. I, I you know so um so I get it. I mean um and I think that's really cool how you know the you documentaries how you got in the college football i think that's actually awesome because those are pro- the the first miami documentary is probably my favorite 30 for 30 um it really is i i do i not the biggest fan of the the roll tide war eagle one it really makes auburn and alabama's fan base look pretty redneck to me um well, it's, from you know, it's from a northeastern broadcast to come yeah. you really gotta take that in perspective yeah, uh, it, it just kind of, I don't know. I just don't, I'm not a huge fan of the way they represented us. Um, you know, there are parts in it where I thought it was pretty cool, but I was just like, man, I was like, that's not like a true representation of us. Uh, and then of course I love part two, uh, you know, that Oh one Miami team, best, oh, yeah. greatest, greatest college football team of all time. Thank you. <laughs> you, you can, I'm sorry. It is. It, it's, it's, it's not fair. You, that's the only team. If you go back and you say, you pick a college football team to play against the worst NFL team. It's the only team where I would say that has a legitimate shot to win. Oh yeah. And the crazy thing is if you put Ken Dorsey on any other team, but Cleveland, he probably would have had a solid NFL career. Oh yeah. It's Cleveland. And remember Cleveland and Oakland back in the early two thousands are where dreams went to die. Oh yeah. Basically. Yeah. Well, like I, RIP, I, RIP Jamarcus Phil, Russell. He's from the two five one. So I had his, I mean, jersey, I had his jersey. Jamarcus Russell. I, Marcus Russell, that wasn't necessarily Oakland's fault. That was him for not putting down the cheeseburger and not reading a playbook. Hey, look, man, he's from the 251, so I stand up for him, you know? <laughs> Once, one thing I do like about you, Part 2, besides, like, you know, the Trick Daddy music and all the Butch Jones, Butch Davis stuff, because I love Butch Davis. He's a god to out Miami fans, um, is the ripping of Al Golden for the last five minutes of the documentary. <laughs> it's beautiful. I hate that man. More than I hate Chip Kelly, and I didn't think that was possible. But Al Golden is a weenie. I freaking hate him. Uh, no, so I, I'm a big Jonathan Vilma guy. Me being a saint, so watching him on it, like seeing his perspective. Um, you know, obviously Jonathan Vilma is known in the NFL as the bounty gate guy, but you know, but you know, he was cleared of all of all accusations, obviously. But you know, Jonathan Vilma, he he's. Man, he he's a bad. I didn't realize how bad of a dude he was until I watched that second part of the uh, Miami documentary. So I, I look, I said it's my favorite thirty for thirty by far. I think it's 
so cool. I, like, there are times where it's I want Miami to be good because it's good for college football. I think I think there are a couple programs in in college football when they're good, it's good for the sport. USC, Miami, Texas, uh, as much as I hate them, Florida State. Um, I think when those schools are good, it's just it's good for the sport, you know. Um, because you know the last couple of years, it's it's been Alabama, Clemson, uh, Oklahoma, uh, you know, Ohio State, Ohio State, you, you know, maybe an occasional. Um, you know, Georgia, Georgia's kind of getting up there, you know, they're, they're, they're getting their, their rhythm going. I mean, um, so it's just, it's kind of like you can draw, you can draw a name from a hat of like eight teams and you're like, Oh yeah, I could see that happening. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really do hope that in the next couple of years, Miami is, you know, back to being an I ACC think, power. I think Manny Diaz is the guy to do it though. Cause he's, he's a Miami, Miami born and bred guy. He's a defensive first coach. And the last defensive first coach they have besides Randy Shannon was Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. So I think that definitely works for them better than having, you know, Mr. Suit and tie in the middle of 98 degree weather, Al Golden. <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, can I just say, I mean, I actually miss Florida state being good and actually looking forward to that game. Now, like Damn. Miami had all their players hung over from that scandal and they still walked into Doe Campbell Stadium and beat the snot out of the out of the Seminoles. That's embarrassing. I used to look forward being, you know, growing up a Florida fan. I I, grew, I used to look forward to the last game of the year, Florida Florida State, because it was a big game. Because and you know, um, yeah. you know Bobby, that was with Bobby Bowden and Urban Meyer, and you know, even back in the day where you know these teams, you know, Bobby Bowden and Steve Spurrier were playing, you know, for a spot in the national championship game. I mean, they did play. They played in a national championship game against each other because those two were clearly the best teams and one matchup wasn't just going to decide it. Uh, you know, I, I, I think it's just good for the sport. Um, look, I don't think Florida state's going to be back anytime soon until they, they need, they need some, they need something. I they mean, need they, to blow up that entire athletic department. It's awful. Well, well and, they can keep their basketball team. Oh no, their basketball, <laughs> their basketball departments are amazing. It's just the yeah. issue. Like, and also the problem is they have literally Thanos playing up in up in South Carolina, mm-hmm. who has basically nuked the entire ACC overnight. He, and it's he, just yeah. like it's once true. once Trevor, I I have a optimistic feeling once Lawrence leaves though, I feel like there will be a small gap at quarterback play that may open it up for the rest of the ACC. Because I see, I don't see that. They 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 just got the with the number two quarterback in the in the country uh that dj ukulele or U- ukulele uh i'm sorry for butchering I hope his name, but, um, ukulele. i hope it is so man it, it's, it's something like that but man he's he looks like i mean he's a monster i mean he he and bryce young were dueling it out for you know national championships in high school so honestly i don't think clemson alabama isn't going anywhere anytime soon. If anything, Unless I think Dabo this... gets his ass fired for something something stupid, which is totally a possibility. Look, I'm just saying, if Dabo was doing these kind, or Nick Saban was saying and doing these things that Dabo Sweeney was, Nick Saban would he wouldn't yeah. hear the end of it. Oh I, yeah, I know. Yeah, but Dabo's um, the media darling. So yeah, look, I, I, I Dabo's a you can't deny that Dabo's a hell of a coach. But I mean, I, I just think this off season, you know, you're I'm kind of. I, and I was all on board of the Dabo after Saban. I was fully on board. I was like, why wouldn't you want this guy? He's young. He's a Bama guy. He, he you know, he was pretty polite, 
pretty beloved in Tuscaloosa, you know, the last couple of years. Like, man, this guy's going to be Saban-esque, uh, possibly, you know, with what he's doing at Clemson. And just the last couple of years, it, it, it's it's hashtag never Dabo. I mean, it, it's, you know, I, I don't want him coming near the program when Saban calls it quits. I hate Dabo, too. So I, can I get along with Alabama fans now? <laughs> you get along with me. I love that flip, though, with Alabama fans. I think it's so funny because I feel like it was overnight, seemingly. Even after yeah. Clemson beat Alabama in the national championship and Alabama was going up against Clemson all the time, people were still like, oh, this is going to be great when Saban retires. We'll just hire Dabo. I mean, he was part of that 92 championship. He's won other places. He's a good guy. And he, yeah, he said some stupid things lately, but I feel like it was just overnight seemingly that suddenly never Dabo was trending and all this. And, and what it was is, and I remember it because it, it was it was poor old Clemson, little little old Clemson. Uh, you know, no one ever believes in us. As they're riding a 30-game win streak, you know, poor, poor little Clemson. When you play the worst, everyone gives Alabama flack for their schedule. Go look at Clemson's last couple of years. Are you kidding me? They, they played they played one top 25 team last year, and that was Ohio State. That was the only top 25 win they had. And Ohio State gave that game away. They, oh, yeah. Ohio State should have ran – they should have done to Clemson what Clemson did to us the year before. They, Justin Fields is a horrible quarterback. Can we all establish that, please? Like his mechanics are god-awful. I won't agree with that. I don't think he's horrible, but I don't think he's, he he's, is oh number one pick of the draft. I think he's going to be a draft boss. I think he's a very good college quarterback. Like, look at Tim Tebow. Not good mechanic. Great college football quarterback. Gets the NFL, and those really get exposed. He was drafted in the first round. I can see Justin Fields getting drafted top 15, Same. and the team regretting it immediately after. So Trevor Lawrence would be your number one, obviously. Yeah. Trey yeah. Lance. And I'm hoping that Trey all Lance, these- see, I was going to say Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance is – I think Trey Lance could come in, and man, I think he could make an immediate impact. I look, I love Drew Brees when he when he hangs it up. Rather, it's this year or the next year. I wouldn't be mad if Sean Payton said, "Hey, let me go get this Trey Lance kid." Um, I think you know. Look, you can't say it's like, oh, he's a North Dakota State guy. I mean, they're the they're the Alabama division or, or FCS. They win every year. He's he's a national championship winning quarterback. You know, Carson Wentz. Came from North or North Dakota State. No one gives him flack about that. He's a, you know, I, I think Carson wins. You know, once he fully gets back from that ACL and, it, you know, he carried the Eagles to the playoffs last year. They had no business winning the, the NFC East like they did. But that's just because Carson Wentz is an absolute stud. I think he is. I think he gets a lot of flack. Um, and, and, my and new favorite I, know, I know that'll make you happy, but I mean, it's, 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 it's realistic. I think Trey Lance will shock. I was looking forward to see what he was going to do against Oregon um, because the Oregon was going to open up with North Dakota state. And I was really looking forward to see what he would do against a big time opponent. Um, but, you know, I, I think Justin Fields, uh, you know, I, I think he, him getting out of Athens was the best thing that ever happened to him. Cause I don't think Kirby, uh, would have played to his strengths. I think him going to Ohio State, playing with Ryan Day in that system, is the best thing that's happened to him. Do I think he's gonna be the next Cam Newton? No, I don't. But at the same time, I don't think he's gonna be a bust, especially with the way the NFL is going. Look, you would have said a couple years ago, Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray would be killing the NFL right now. I would say no. But Justin Fields can 
go to a, I wouldn't say spend the number one pick on him, but he can go to a, you know a, a Pittsburgh or um, or a Tennessee or something like that that'll run the ball the you know effectively play to his strengths. Um, he's definitely I don't think he'll be a Tim Tebow. Tim Te- look I, I'm a, I'll admit it I got a Tim Tebow jersey from the Broncos and I I even have an Eagles Tim Tebow jersey. Okay. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember those two months. Yeah, and, and man, I I think I think Tim Tebow had no business being drafted in the first round. Uh, he should have been what Taysom Hill is right now. So you know, but uh, that that's my opinion. But man, I I think uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Obviously, you know, no one knows you know what's even going to happen this year as far as the draft goes. So see, I I think um. It's not a jersey, but I think my Tim Tebow apparel oh. is a little weirder considering he was there for the off season. That's beautiful. That really is. <laughs> my sisters, I, I just held up for those listening. I just held up a Tim Tebow, the jerseys, like a t-shirt jersey. My sister thought he was wicked cute when we were younger, so she bought one of those to be. <laughs> and then she's like, I don't want this anymore. I'm like, I'll take it. <laughs> It's one of those obscure pieces of sports memorabilia that I have to have. Like yeah. your, uh, I mean, my still my favorite is your um, Wild Thing jersey, but oh, my Ricky Vaughn jersey. That's that might be my favorite. I mean, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's I got I got a I got a Johnny Manziel Browns jersey. It's the best five bucks I ever spent. So five bucks. Five bucks at it. I was uh, my me and my family were road tripping and we stopped it. We actually stopped in Cleveland. Johnny had gotten let go and we stopped at a dick sporting goods for some reason i went by and there was a there was a you know poop brown johnny Manziel jersey for five bucks Ooh, hey riggins forever big guy i love the love the tim riggins shirt man there texas we go forever. <laughs> forever all right so speaking of texas not forever kev we gotta i gotta i'm chopping the bit here i gotta know what the hell you're picking for this i know you got alabama winning the whole damn thing but who's coming in second third and fourth so my number one I have Ohio State. I think I think going through it, they're going to have a very tough schedule. This is still Urban Meyer's team. Yeah. He built this team. He recruited all these guys. Ryan Day can coach. We know that. I Next year, two years from now, I don't know. Ohio State might suck if Ryan Day can't recruit. But it being Urban Meyer's team, we know Ryan Day can coach it. I think they're going to run through the Big Ten. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Number two, Alabama. It's the Nick Saban revenge tour. SEC, honestly, top to bottom, might be the best conference in college football right now. Some people might make an argument for the Big Ten. But it, I, I personally think it's the SEC. I don't know if that's bias. I, I would say so. I wouldn't say bias. I, I would just say who's come out of the Big Ten other than Ohio State? <clears throat> I mean, at least we That's get parity, at least we get parity with the SEC. I mean, we got Georgia, we got Alabama, we got we got LSU last year. I mean, we got Florida's Auburn every three coming. years. Yeah, Auburn. I mean, you know, but I mean, it's Ohio State or bust for the Big Ten. You know, so I I don't think that's biased. I mean, sure, Penn State's great. Michigan can win nine games, or you know, Wisconsin can win ten games and go lose to Ohio State in the Big Ten. But no, I, I don't I don't think that's biased to say that the SEC is. Top to bottom, I think they're better than the Big Ten. I would take Vanderbilt or, or Arkansas over Rutgers or Illinois any day of the week. That, that's well, a fair point. Real here. So Rutgers tough. is a Big East team. 
<laughs> hey, man. Let's be real here. Uh, number... My number three is going to depend on how the ACC does their championship. Okay. If Notre Dame and Clemson are going up in the ACC championship, I got Notre Dame at three. Ooh. That's spicy. I like if, that. You really Clemson, like Ian Book, don't you? What? You really love Ian Book, don't you? I just think Clemson's used to playing nobody until the college football playoffs. I think a team might catch them off guard. And also... There are top players who are talking about skipping this season to prepare for the NFL draft. I wouldn't be surprised if Trevor Lawrence is one of those players. Or Travis Etienne. Yeah, well, I think uh, Travis is a bit different because he decided to come back. I feel like him coming back kind of signals he wants to play for Clemson. Mm, That's true. It also could have been he didn't think he'd get drafted that high with DeAndre Swift, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Jonathan Taylor. J.K. Dobbins, yeah, no, I agree with that. That's a good point. Um, it's yeah. a toss-up. He might have wanted to play for Clemson. He might have just thought his draft stock wouldn't have been that good. Mm-hmm. So if it's Notre Dame-Clemson ACC championship, Notre Dame at three. If not Clemson, I'm going to go with Notre Dame three, though. And four, I'm going to go Oklahoma. It's a safe pick. Lincoln yeah. Riley's a hell of a coach. He can turn – he's an alchemist out there. He can turn lead into gold. He can take any quarterback he gets and put them in a chance to win a Heisman. No, that's good. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, it's you can't go wrong picking Oklahoma. I mean, they've they've only missed the playoffs one year, and they almost made it that year. I mean, you, you can't you can't argue with that, especially what Lincoln Riley's done. I mean, he's. I don't think Lincoln Riley gets enough love in college football. Everyone talks, you know. Dabo and Saban and Kirby um, and James Franklin. I, I don't think I don't think uh, Lincoln Riley gets enough respect for what he does, uh, you know, over in Norman. I think if you give Lincoln Riley the keys to an Alabama, the keys to a Clemson, the keys to a Oof. Notre Dame, to like one of these schools that actually has to play defense, I think he'd do just as well. I, look, I, look, I think. Uh, I think, honestly, if he doesn't go to the NFL, uh, I think one of the first three phone calls you have to make as, you know, as an AD, um, you call Lincoln Riley, I think should be your first your first call. I I think I think Lincoln Riley, um, he's like I said, he's he's a young, he's energetic, he can recruit. I mean, he just got the number one high school quarterback uh, for 2021 coming there. I mean, they're, 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 they're QBU right now. I mean, they're, they're great. I don't see them going anywhere anytime soon, uh, depending if Tom, uh, if, if Tom Herman can keep up, I mean, but, uh, no, I don't hate that. I don't hate that Oklahoma pick. I mean, honestly, it was, it was, I basically took experience over, um, over uh, Spencer Rattler. That's the only reason I picked Texas over Oklahoma. But it wouldn't surprise me if Oklahoma beats Texas in the Red River shootout and then Texas gets revenge in the uh, Big 12 championship. Yeah, it's fair. So, I don't know. I think it's going to be a really weird college football year, though, with coronavirus and all that. So, with your Notre Dame pick, so Notre Dame and Clemson play in November, and it's at Notre Dame. So, do you have them splitting or do you have Notre Dame winning outright? I have Notre Dame winning. All right. So you have 
winning both times. I think. Well, it, it, I think. Yeah, I think there's a split, but I think Notre Dame will get the win in the ACC when championship when it matters. Okay, I, I just want to make sure. Yeah, Notre Dame every year, I feel like they kind of get shellacked a little bit because, like, oh, they're independent. Like, it's tough to put independent. I think they're gonna go. We're basically in a conference right now. We're gonna prove everyone that we are just as good as they think. Even though when they made the cultural playoff two years ago, they might have had one of the hardest schedules in the country. Yeah, I, look, I, I can't argue with that. I, I actually think Ian, Ian Book's an NFL guy. I mean, he, he is. Um, Notre Dame, you know, I think, and I think it goes back to the 2012 season when Alabama just embarrassed them for four quarters. I, I mean, that game was 21 nothing at the end of the first quarter. I mean, I, I was there. I, I witnessed it. it thank was, you for that, by the way, Al. From us Miami fans, thank you for smacking Notre Dame around. So it was it – was, beautiful uh i went to the game you know we tailgated and noted i have never in my life met a notre dame fan and i the way they treated us the way they were just trash talking us uh you know i mean they and a couple of my friends that i tailgated with didn't go to the game they texted me after the end of the first quarter packing up they're like they're packing up their rv and leaving they that's how um, that's yeah how they're the worst here. Notre Dame fans are legit the worst. I never so, met them till that day. So honestly, I it is it, I feel like it's been since 2012. But I still feel like a lot of people in the media that that just left a horrible taste in their mouth. And, and last and what was it two years ago when they played Clemson in the in the first round? I mean, I feel like that didn't you know kind of just brought back up old memories. So I mean, if Notre Dame can beat Clemson. They, I, I will be fully on board with. Okay, Notre Dame's a playoff team, you know, that that's that's something legit. But you know, um, I like that. That's a, that's a good. That's spicier than my uh, than my Texas a and pick. That, that's good. I like that's that. True. That this one is a little more meaty because like the number two pick in the West is a little bit less meaty than like, oh, this team's gonna be in the playoffs. That that Notre Dame Alabama championship that brings back two great memories of mine. One. Uh, Cruz, did you ever go to Bama stuff? Oh, the uh, it's right the, the next door? to the stadium. Yeah, the first store. Yeah, yeah. Trip. yeah, yeah. I worked yeah. there actually. Okay. So nice. during game days, we I'd have to work, but we'd play old national championships. And whenever like, hey Kevin, go put a new DVD on, I'd go, okay, cool, we're gonna put on Notre Dame, Alabama. <laughs> if anyone's ever in Tuscaloosa, go to Bama stuff. Go to Alabama Express. The Jones family is great. Yeah, my manager artist, she was great. It's locally owned. It's awesome. Yeah. And then my other memory of that was I didn't watch a lot of college football growing up. I grew up in Massachusetts, five minutes from Foxborough, where the Patriots play. So my house was always an NFL house. But I watched that game, and someone in my home room in high school, his whole family went to Notre Dame. He was going to go to Notre Dame. And our school gave us planners for, like, our homework and stuff. I took his planner one morning in homeroom and wrote Roll Tide every page <laughs> from, like, January until probably March. And then I stopped. But then the last week of school, I just wrote Roll Tide for that week. Oh, I love it. That's great. Look, I, I'm i not even going to pretend I've been a long life Bama fan. Like I said, most people have kind of come out lately just being like, look, I – I was a Gator. I was born a Gator. I still, I will still root for Florida to be good. It's just who I am, and it's always who I'm going to be. 
Um, but man, I, it's honestly the best decision I ever made was transferring, going to the university of Alabama. Um, you know, being from mobile, I, I should have just gone there to begin with. Um, but I felt like I owed something to my parents to, to go to Florida and give Gainesville a shot. Um, I love being an Alabama fan. It is, it's amazing. It really is great. And I think I, we get a lot of flack, but man, I, I think Alabama fans are the best fans in, in the country. And I will go to, I will die on that hill probably. I think that's a great ending point. Just give Alabama maybe the best advertisement they could ever get. It doesn't matter the where legends are made. doesn't matter the 17 national championships. That's just the greatest that Alabama could get. And I think we're going to end it there because Jared wants to say something about Miami, but we're not going to let him. <laughs> That's all I got to do. Uh, man. threw up to you, but, I mean, Cruz, thanks for coming on, man. It was a good time. Yeah, thanks, man. Oh, Love dude, talking. I had a, yeah, I had a blast. Uh, yeah, anytime, you guys, you know, if I didn't if I didn't butcher it, definitely I'd love to be on again. Um you know, maybe next time we can talk some uh, some NFL. You know, I can defend my boy Michael Thomas and uh, my, my Saints. But, you know, thank you guys so much for having me on. Don't tempt so me, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're walking into the lion's den when it comes to the NFL stuff. That's my home. That's my home turf. I feel like it's going to be weird if you come on again and talk about NFL. Like, I'm going to agree with you on everything college football, but they're going to start talking about Michael Thomas and be like, uh, no. Look- Hey, look, you know, off the record, I, t- I told you what, you know, I told you what I thought of Julio Jones, and I told you what I thought of Michael Thomas. You know, like I said, me being, I, I watched Julio Jones play in high school. I watched him play in college in person, and I've watched him play in the NFL, torch, like, torch my Saints for years. I think Julio Jones right now is wide receiver one in the NFL, but Michael Thomas is my number two. And I will, until Julio Jones retires, or he's just not that guy anymore, I, I don't see it changing. As long as Julio's one, I can respect that take. I don't care if you have Julian Edelman at wide receiver, too. Julio's one, that's fine. Just, just stop, Kevin. <laughs> oh, man. All right. But yeah, but we'll, 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 we'll touch on that another day, I promise. All right. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up for today. I am Jared. That's Kevin. And we will catch y'all next week. Deuces. That's it. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly Up Podcast Network. Rate or review this episode on the new Hubble Podcast app. This is the first listening app that allows you to rate and review podcast episodes. That's H-U-B-L. And their logo is a telescope on a red background. Look for it on the App Store, Google Play Store, and give them a follow on social media at Hubble Podcast App. Episode level ratings and reviews are a game changer for both listeners and creators. They give us better feedback so we can continue to make the show better, they help new listeners know where to start on new podcasts, and they stop you from wasting your time and listening to bad podcast episodes. So once again, that's H-U-B-L. Be sure to check it out and review this episode.